Are you out recording? Are you starting or am I starting? You start. Right, thank you for checking out another podcast. I don't know what episode this is. I want to say 31. Yeah. Episode 31, and we are talking to Alex Heron. Um, she's awesome. We've supported her for a long time. We've been following her work for, well, since we started Front, to be fair, wasn't it? Yeah, well, she started posting her stuff about her project around the same time that we started Front, and we shared, like, I think the first post that she did about it. And um, so, yeah, we've kind of been aware of what she's doing since she started it yeah and over time we've kind of spoke to her reached out to her and she spoke to us and uh yeah we asked her to come join us on the podcast she's got an ongoing long term you know probably going to be going ongoing for years to come project called breadth uh where it's about essentially taking photos of people on the autistic spectrum um but she gets to know people and as she explains in the episode, the actual photos are almost like the least important part of the, of the whole process. It's more about, um, you know, getting to know these people and learning more about their lives and revealing things about herself to them and, um, you know, making connections along the way. And, and also how she actually goes around doing the, the photos themselves because working with the people that she's working with, they're not always in the most comfortable situation to do so. It's very out of the norm to have a photo taken. Um, so it's really, really powerful how she kind of works works with that, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it takes like a special kind of person who's able to do that, who's able to yeah. kind of put themselves out there and make other people feel at ease whilst being, um, and perhaps not in the most comfortable position herself. So yeah. she's like growing and learning more about herself and more about uh, autism at the same time as meeting all these other people. So it's really, it's amazing project in itself. The fact that she's a fucking awesome photographer just like adds to that. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. If photos were shit, then you'd be like, well, it, it almost doesn't matter. Um, but they're, you know, quite clearly not so. No, they're very, very good. And it's always great to see her work, especially how she kind of posts it as well, seeing her kind of process around taking the photos and not just showing the, the best photo or the best photos that she's taken. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really I good. I think it's brilliant as well that, like, the obviously what she says about the photo being the least important thing, but uh, looking at it from just a purely photographic point of view... If you didn't know anything about the project or her or the people that she's shooting and you just saw the photos, they they stand up without you knowing any of the background. So oh, yeah, like that's like it is important and it isn't important. Like it's not as important to her in terms of the process that she goes through, but to everyone else and to people new to her and what she's doing, then obviously oh, yeah. The fact that a photographer could look at her photos and just appreciate that they're good photos but then when you deep, deep dive into them and find out a little bit why she's taken them or who they are in that photo you're only drawn in even more and you appreciate yeah. them even more that's the yeah yeah but that's not all we've also asked her a very important question which she's very kindly said yes to 
she is the new front ambassador. She'll yeah. be joining all the other awesome photographers that we've got on board in under the front family tree, should we say? Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure there'll be a link down below of all of them. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. She's going to be a front ambassador. We really, really support what she does, um, and likewise, she's supporting what what we're doing here. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's really, really, really good news. Just had a nice time talking to her, didn't we? And we thought, fuck it, let's just. Yeah, she's got the right attitude. She's got a really, really good attitude. And yeah, not only that, she's an amazing photographer as well. Um, so yeah, she will be on the front website when we do launch. A little bit about that. The website is coming soon. We are currently working on the beta side of things for mine and Luke's side. So we are testing the website, making sure it works. Um, and yeah, news on that to come very soon. Yeah, yeah, it will um, be. It will be here. We are testing it, and it doesn't. It does work, and there's bits of it that don't do what we want them to do yet, or look like we want them to do. Or yeah. stay tuned for that. Basically, stay tuned. We have got some news coming about that soon. Um, but for now, enjoy the podcast episode where we talk to Alex. We talk to her about her very, very passionate project that she's got going on at the moment. If you don't know about it, then go check her out on Instagram. Um, this and is where we explain well yeah obviously, yeah, listen obviously to this. listen to this yeah um yeah make sure you follow her on instagram to check out her kind of ongoing work my microphone didn't work when we're recording it so i'm really quiet um but other than that yeah i don't say much you know so yeah enjoy this episode drop a comment say congrats to alex let her know your thoughts and enjoy drum roll please i reckon you should cut So welcome to the podcast, Alex. Thank you for coming on and joining us. We appreciate having you. Thanks. Um, I always sound so awkward when I like do the first bit. Sorry. Hi. Not as awkward <laughs> as us two, so you're fine. Don't worry. Um, so yeah, we will start off like we always start off and we will ask you a little bit about how you got into photography and what's inspired you, I guess. Okay, cool. Um, I actually like don't really know. Like, how do you know when you're like a photographer like I always think that's so weird when people say like oh photographer Alex and you're like how do you know if you're like a photographer or not so I, I, would, <laughs> I would classify it as someone who takes photos outside of just going out with their friends and family okay cool well I don't know I don't know <laughs> how, how would you photos. explain that no so that's why like when when I'm people like well, how did you get into photography I feel like I feel like I accidentally did and then like at one day I was like someone called me a photographer and I was like what the heck because <laughs> uh, I just don't get like how you become a photographer but anyway so like when I was at, I don't know I was found um like emotion really difficult when I was younger I still do like I can't stand it it's, it's so vile um but when I was at school I guess the only time I could kind of understand what people were talking about when because like, I, I can feel things but I don't like necessarily know the name and when I was at school, I would kind of look at books, I guess, um, Rankin's books in particular, and I'd sort of look through them and I'd look at the picture and I'd be like, ah, like that's love or that's happy. And I like that picture to me would it, it articulate the things I felt that I didn't have a name for. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think visually 
that's that's when my initial interest in photography came um because then it kind of moved on to I'm not good at I'm really not good at expressing love at all um but that doesn't mean I don't don't feel it um so I take a lot of pictures of my family because um I'd kind of try and capture the things that make them them like you know the way certain people stand and you know that that's them even when you can't see their face or like you can see a silhouette of someone and you know who it is because of the the way that they move and I kind of tried to capture that because to me that that's love because you're I don't know it was the the way that I was able to show that so I kind of got into like I did um digital photography at GCSE um but I (laughs) I didn't really go to my lessons much I used to like run away from school so um the lessons I did go to I, I kind of enjoyed uh and then I did it at a level again but even worse I would like barricade myself in the toilets at school but I, I actually did quite well in it but I just like didn't go to the to the lessons um and then I kind of went off and did um philosophy degree and had three years of existential dread and then <laughs> I did a uh visual communication masters because I didn't know what to do with my life and then I fell back into photography by accident when my granddad died and he left me his um cameras but basically how I got into film photography was my granddad had always been like a hobbyist photographer um and he got really bad um Alzheimer's at the at the end of his life um and he'd forgotten how to use a digital camera. So when he was in his care home, we got out all of his film cameras. And obviously, because in dementia, you like retain your long-term memory, he was able to take pictures again. And he died. Yeah. And he left me his cameras. And I didn't want them to just be like an ornament because he lo- that that's what gave him love at the end of his life and happiness. So I took them to be, I went on a course near me uh, and then I went to take this film roll that we found inside um, to get that developed and th- it was just this role was just pictures that my granddad had taken of me and my sister in like the last two weeks of his life of us like visiting him and we didn't know so he'd going back to like what I was saying about about feeling to me that's love like yeah, that's amazing from him and that was like he took those pictures because he loves he loves us so much and yeah, yeah. that's then I was like I feel like that's that's how I, I I feel as well about photography so then I I wanted to like hold on to that and then I kind of carried on and it made sense for me so yeah I still use his cameras now that's amazing that is yeah. without a doubt the best answer we've ever had to an opening question oh, on the podcast it's a bit rambly, <laughs> sorry about that. no that's really good like it's like it's quite interesting so just listening to what you said then, I mean, I, w- I want to ask you a couple of questions. One about your granddad, if you don't mind as well, because yeah. that kind of resonates with me as well. Um, but you like, I remember you, you just said about looking at photos and that was kind of like an expression of love or oneself, right? As cheesy yeah. as that sounds. Like, it's quite interesting because a lot of photographers get into photography because they see a camera or they see, they like the idea of being a photographer, right? Where yeah. for you, it was kind of a little bit the opposite where, you saw photos, had a connection with them, and then that made you pick up a camera and go on to, you know, teach yourself education, so on and so forth, which is yeah. really cool. Like, you know, I didn't do that. I was like, 
I want to be a photographer because I like I like cameras. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> or something made me want to pick up that camera, but it wasn't necessarily seeing other people's work at that yeah. time or in that depth, um, which 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 is really interesting. Thanks. I mean, I feel like um, it was maybe for me, it wasn't really about being a photographer. I think it was about when I was younger, especially at school, I was honestly, I was so weird. I used to wear like wooden clogs to school and stuff. It was so weird. And like, I had no idea what was going on at all. Like people would talk about these feelings and like, I can, I am better now. But like, I, it's not like I don't feel things. I feel things like really, really intensely, but I don't always know what that feeling is. I just know like my stomach hurts and that apparently is like sad. And like, I know what it is more now, but it was very lonely, I guess, because I was feeling all these things and I didn't know what they were. And I think the only reason I got into photography was not really about cameras or even about photography. It was just that that was what made sense to me. I could it see it. Sort of yeah. Thing. I could see these pictures and that was like a tangible thing that articulated the feeling inside me. So it wasn't actually about taking pictures. It was just that that these pictures by these artists made the world make sense to me. And the world is really confusing. So if you can latch onto something that makes everything make sense, then, then I guess like that, that's quite therapeutic and it like kind of, raises you in a sense like I grew up and it kind of was like oh that's what people are talking about and then it gives you some kind of clarity and then like a camera is just I guess a tool to do that like it's yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a way to kind of express yourself isn't it yeah yeah it kind of like um you're sort of almost slowing things down by taking a photo of if you've got like a million things happening or it feels like there's a million things happening yeah you're capturing an image of that at you know one one thousandth of a second or something a, a microsecond of something that you can then uh sit and look at or you know almost like understand everything that happened in that yeah one tiny second yeah and i think i think in being autistic everything is so um intense all the time so if you've got something that you can like it's, it's weird because I don't know whether this is just an autistic thing, but all the other autistic people I know like experience this as well. Like you, you notice the most tiniest details. And I think that's quite interesting to be able to like, there's all this going on and it's like really overwhelming and you're like, you're so stressed and stuff, but then you like, even someone can like slightly tilt their head or like the way that their like eyes like look slightly. And if you can get that, I, I don't know. I just feel like that that's, when you're hyper focusing it kind of drowns everything else out and you're kind of in your own world and that world is like a lot more calm and <laughs> and yeah. a, a lot less stressful you can, you can kind of flip what could be a negative into a positive yeah, yeah. because if you if you're hyper focusing or sometimes yeah. you can admit that you might overthink something like yeah. we all do right you yeah. might catch someone looking at you and you go why they're looking at me like that yeah, yeah really yeah. weird when i look that way then i just saw my reflection a little mirror on the table <laughs> which freaked me out but if you look somewhere and you you know catch a glance of something happening your mind naturally races right yeah yeah yeah. But you manage to kind of find a way where you're like well that's kind of what makes that seem so good yeah yeah, yeah. and then yeah. then you've got the expression side going well i want to capture that to show that exact emotion do you know what i mean yeah which yeah. is powerful it's really powerful to kind of like it gives it doesn't make just a pretty photo it adds a photo with depth and meaning yeah especially with portrait photography right because 
a lot, you know, you can take the best portraits in the world and I can look at them or anyone can look at them and go, that's a really beautiful portrait. But when you know a little bit more about the person in it, I'd have that hanging on my wall without having ever met that person, do you know what I mean? Which is (laughs) which is powerful, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I think a lot of people who are uh just photographers in general can probably relate to that anyway. I know like especially when you're doing street photography and if you're doing it you know on film it really makes you stop and you kind of think and all that kind of stuff that people say but you do kind of well you said it the other day to me Jamie you like go into photo mode and all of a sudden I so relate to that that's it and like I took a photo of somebody uh on a bus and then I was expecting the bus to pull away and it didn't and she looked directly at me but I was like looking through the viewfinder of the camera and I was like totally sucked me back into the real world and I was like oh god I'm just staring at somebody <laughs> I've got this camera in the way and I like moved it out my way and was like all right oh god Bye. but I was trying to talk to Jamie about something whilst we were walking along and I had to, it's, it, it's really just bad. to interrupt sorry Luke it takes mm. me and Luke about an hour to have a conversation it should only take us five minutes because we'll get distracted we'll be in that photo mode so we'll be looking around then stopping and then we'll forget what we're talking about. So me and Luke probably have about 10 conversations going on at any one time and then they'll finish yeah. at random times. <laughs> but I think, that, I I think that's the same with yeah, all the yeah. topics. But I, yeah, I was yeah. getting frustrated with myself because I was like, I've tried to, I've started this sentence like five or six times now and Jamie was like, just stop for a second, you're in photo mode. And I was <laughs> like, ah, I am, that's it. That's exactly it. So I, I think, yeah, from what you were saying, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that general feeling anyway especially when um, I I definitely like think that that's true because I don't know about you but I can go to events and be fine if I've got a camera in my hand Mm. but if if I if I didn't have my camera there I would have had some kind of like aneurysm or something like honestly like there are like your shield yeah it's so weird if I've got a camera and I'm taking pictures I'm fine like you could put me in the middle of the like I don't know the most what's like I feel like a submarine would probably be the most stressful place for me you could put me like in a submarine full of full of a crowded submarine and I would be fine if I had my camera but then Mm. if I didn't I I would I don't know because I have a phobia of the sea sorry I'm (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) is that because it gives you like if you were in a crowd and you had a camera it's almost like you've got a purpose for yeah and I feel like I just channel everything into that like even when I'm feeling really stressed or like really anxious I guess that like I just kind of articulate that with like the pictures I take Mm. um so I guess and nobody like nobody talks to you if you've got a camera which is good like or if they do it's like an instant icebreaker isn't it yeah yeah especially like film film like that's honestly that's one of the reasons I shoot film and like it's medium format especially with like the um Mamiya one of the main reasons is because like one people always pretty much say yes to having their picture taken and two like especially with the people I shoot are not models and like most of them have never ever had their picture taken like not even on an iPhone mm-hmm. um it's actually a really good thing to be like hey look at this like cool camera and like they can hold it and and like looking through the the waist level thing like it's I feel like that is definitely an icebreaker it's like yeah. an instant thing. People are always interested in it. Yeah, yeah. What 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 camera do you use now? Is it the Abbey 
uh, RZ. Uh, so I, uh, I did RZ. use a, a Pentax 6.7, but then yeah. I switched to an RZ 6.7 because I think I'm like an influencer YouTuber. Like, um, <laughs> so yeah. I've, I've got an RB 6.7 and yeah, I feel like that as well. I'm like, yeah, look at me and my camera. I mean, yeah, I can't so put my arms because it's so heavy right now. But It literally yeah. is, isn't it? It's so heavy. But yeah, I always feel That's like really fine. cool. And people want to like look at it because pe- not many people have seen a medium format mm. camera like that. So I think it's a really like good way of of like relaxing people a bit and relaxing mm. myself because I get so nervous on shoots. So when it when it actually comes to your shoots then, and I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've seen Alex's work. She's a lot of amazing portraits. But I want to know a little bit about your process of of actually taking these photos because I know you said you've taken, well, we've seen that you've taken a lot of photos of like friends and family. You've got projects going on, which we'll talk about. But when it comes to talk like photographing, you know, like someone that you don't know or haven't known before shooting them, is there a process for you to get to know them or is it turn up on the day and start shooting? So I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I'm the least photography photographer ever. Like, I literally don't care about the photos. Like, it's, it sounds weird, but so the people I shoot, um, like, because basically I only do my autism project. So, um, yeah. like, the people I shoot, most of them have never, ever had their picture taken. And if they have, like, it's their mum's iPhone and that's it. And it's a really big thing to yeah. to to do this. So I generally speak to people for like a good few weeks before the shoots, um, and then on the shoot, like I don't call it a shoot. Um, I just like say like hanging out and taking some pictures, because um, I think when you call it a shoot, like it's um, makes like unneeded cool. pressure, isn't it? Yeah. Sure. yeah. So if you're just hanging out and. And I guess with a shoot, you kind of want people to, to do things. Whereas whereas with with this, you just want them to be yourself and the, and, and like the the, ca- the camera's there just to capture that. Um, it's not and, like you're taking a photograph of a model who wants to look a certain yeah. way. You're taking photo photos of someone and you're trying to get you're trying to capture that person. Yeah, in, and the real few, like essence of them, like what makes them them. And the only way that that they can do that is to completely be themselves. And that's actually, that's actually quite a big ask to, to, to do with someone that you don't know very well and somebody that's um, shy, anxious anyway, and has had quite negative social experiences. Mm. Um, so generally we just kind of like meet up, um, hang out a bit, talk about the camera. I always like get people to hold it and like look around cause that's, that's really cool. And then talk about what, whatever they like. And, and I literally will just be chatting to them. We'll be walking around. And um, as they're talking, like if you can get someone to talk about something that they really, really love and are really passionate about, I just like get them to, to talk about it. And then just like quickly, like they'll turn their head or their eyes will light up and you can just like quickly snap something. And I think that's like, my like biggest advice would be like with portraits if you can get someone on a topic that they're like so passionate about i think that that's really exciting well everyone opens it more when they want to talk, like you know when they are passionate about something they're talking about themselves right so to get someone to feel comfy enough to be able to open up without really knowing i suppose that's the, the biggest challenge isn't it but if you're taking the time to do so then that's why it clearly works yeah i, I think i think from experience with the projects like i found that 
um you're kind of asking people to open up and like show them some themselves like pretty raw to you and I think as a photographer you have to accept that you're holding quite a lot of power um over that person because you're in charge of how the world perceives them at, at really especially with my project at their most vulnerable yeah. um and I think the only way you can really like do that ethically and to do that properly is if you kind of level the playing field a bit so I tend to like open up about my own hideous school experiences and sort of bear part of my own soul to them and then they do that back um so it's quite an emotional thing because we usually have like shared experiences and um I kind of make myself vulnerable as well um but then I've had to actually like limit the number of shoots I'm doing because in doing that like I take on other people (laughs) other people's like trauma and then I'm like bearing my own and it's like slicing open old wounds all the time um and it made me like like a few months probably like six months ago like I couldn't even I was just lying in a dark room like all the time and couldn't couldn't even like get leave the room so not a dark room but like a dark room yeah and yeah yeah, so then I've like limited it like maybe two maximum a week because otherwise it just like makes me so mentally like unstable like unhinged yeah yeah yeah. I can imagine for anybody doing like three four five photo shoots a week just for any type yeah even if you know you were shooting more like it was a fashion campaign or anything like that would be pretty exhausting you know emotionally and physically yeah anyway but if you're every time you're doing that yeah you're having to like reveal something very... like reveal your deepest tra- trauma <laughs> and so like, like on one, yeah. one hand you're opening up every week so there's kind of almost like no closure not not that there would yeah, be yeah. You know, like you're being reminded of it yeah. because that's part of like your job to open up and connect with yeah, someone yeah. And at the other hand, you're taking on their kind of yeah, yeah, exactly. Hit to yourself as well, right? Yeah, and then you're like, just like, I don't know, it like did fill me with like severe, like existential dread, Mm. and like I got like, I don't know, like this, like you know that Zoom, what 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 Zoom is it where they zoom in and like your head comes forward and then like the background zooms out? What's that shot called? By that director? Do you know what I mean? There's like a director does. I'm thinking like limitless now. It feels like that. It feels like that when they like zoom in on your face and the background zooms out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know you mean. I don't don't know what it's called, but I know. That's what it feels. That's literally what it felt like. Do you feel like uh, the the people that you're taking photos of must get a lot out of it? I'd imagine. Yeah. And and do you feel like Like a sense of achievement? I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like the, the pictures are like the least Im- least important part um and all pretty much like all the people that I've shot with like we meet up and like hang out um and if there's something that they're struggling with that like I can like, I don't want to say I sound like I'm like some kind of messiah but I'm literally not but if they're like saying oh like I'm finding it hard to like go out or I've got this like I'll try and hang out with them and like help them in that and in in other ways they've like helped me so much because I've learned so much about myself and like got really good friends from this so like I was in Birmingham the other week with my friend um Alex Manners who, who I recently shot and then um Eve who I recently shot I'm gonna go see her in London in uh January um so like I do like hang out with them and I like, have this like amazing circle of like cool people that yeah, are from yeah. this like the photos are just like I guess like a, t- a part of it but it's like the least important part yeah, it's like a nice yeah, yeah, yeah. thing afterwards or whatever. Yeah. But I was going to yeah. say, do you feel like it's changed you from when you start doing it to to now? 
yeah like so much I'm, I'm a lot more confident um and I feel like I don't know like maybe I understand the world a world a bit more I understand myself a bit more um I mean I think I still like have this like raging inferiority complex I need to work on that but like <laughs> I suppose like I suppose with, with yourself as well like I can have a bad day right and sometimes I can have a really bad day some days I can have a good day and I can have a really good day but when you have a bad day it's a really bad day yeah but the sense of achievement to get past that and move on from it and then go out the next day or whenever it might be that's the sense of achievement in itself and if you're helping someone else do that as well that's yeah. a huge sense of achievement they're going to feel better you're going to feel better for that um so yeah I, th- I think it's very positive what you're doing yeah I mean I do feel like I like achieved I mean I got a message the other day from someone that was like um I've like always struggled all the way through my life and um not kind of known why and through like your project and seeing the stuff you've shared like I mentioned it to my therapist and like was tested and like I'm autistic and like they never knew so like and that it's like given them so much clarity and like their family clarity and stuff so there's I get like I've had quite a few messages like that so I feel like that's I mean that's like you can't really ask for more more that's got to be the pinnacle yeah you know like that's up there helping but yeah amazing yeah so they've seen your work and saw something of themselves in yeah and And I think because people like see autism and they're like mainly like if you've not I don't know I guess lots of people experience of it is like you know like Rain Man like Sheldon and stuff like that yeah yeah. so you don't necessarily like think think the autism is actually like comes in so many I don't know there's no one way of being autistic so to actually see people that are like not characters like actual people that are like living and thriving like these amazing lives and actually seeing yourself in it and then maybe that provides you with some clarity that's like the best thing even if you're not autistic to just actually see that oh actually there's so many people that are autistic and it doesn't actually mean like anything pretty much yeah yeah it also means you're also going to be true to yourself kind of like 100 percent of the time right so like you know me and luke might be well probably more me luke's luke's pretty chill but i'm like hi guys welcome to front come check yeah. out our new video but really this this is me this is me having a chat Do you know yeah I mean? you feel like you put that but yeah yeah with yourself i can i feel like you're always yourself and the people yeah to my own thing. detriment sometimes like yeah. i say things and think like <laughs> oh god like i I mean, I've part of the reason I started the project because I was like applying for jobs. And yeah. when I was diagnosed, the doctors and stuff were like, do not go through this diagnosis. Like, if, if you do this, this is like going to end your career. Like, you will never get a career. Like, you will never work. You Everyone will think that you're completely incapable. Like, you, you'll never do anything. And I was like, so I kept it for, as a secret. Yeah, like, I literally kept it as a secret. And through the whole of school kept it a secret like uni I did until like I accidentally told someone and then like everyone found out and I, and I actually thought when everyone found out I was like that's it like I need to like depole my name like move this is the end like, now, this yeah. is the end like this is like oh my god actually people were just like uh anyway so mm. what are you doing like people didn't care does, then when does I was it change pro- who you are to the day before, I don't know no, like just now I think because they maybe knew me before change your mindset right yeah yeah and then so they didn't care so I was like that was my first experience of like I was like oh okay so maybe it's actually not that bad but then when I was applying to jobs like I was uh, it was so embarrassing you know like because (laughs) I'd have these interviews and I'd try and be like what I thought people were meant to be in like interviews and 
it's just so embarrassing like I can't it, it just I never basically I never got the job because because I'm just, it was just terrible and then I was just like oh god I'm, I'm just gonna tell everyone because I just can't be bothered with this anymore like if if someone doesn't want to employ me or give me a chance because they see that I'm autistic then then like they're like that's loser behavior yeah, so yeah, that's really, yeah. it's yeah, like it's just so embarrassingly losery lame so um don't want to work for people that are lame anyway no no exactly but so, yeah. you know you should only ever be yourself do you know what I mean and if people don't like that then don't worry about them yeah, do you know I mean? sometimes do say things that are like potentially like terribly not good like mm. I like reveal I reveal things about myself and my mum's like oh, oh my god what the hell like <laughs> if anyone else said that they would be like <laughs> I'd be like I don't know it's not good I need to be careful yeah. sometimes I was going to ask you for examples then but you probably don't want to repeat it so yeah. I don't know like I, I don't know I like just if people ask me things I just tell them the truth like sometimes it's not good because I don't I'm, I'm learning now yeah, as I get yeah, older yeah. that when people ask you things they don't always want to know the truth no. and that's something I'm learning which I didn't know really before and I still have to think like and I'll usually like people I'm really close friends with I'll say to them are you asking me that because you want the truth or do you want me to to like comfort you because yeah. if like someone's saying does this make me look fat this is an example right if someone says does this make me look fat if it does I would <laughs> have said yes <laughs> and it's not good so like I now will say like but then it's kind of doesn't really count because then if I say to my friend like do you want the truth or do you want like what do you yeah. want comfort they're like so yeah so I look fat then <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah not always the best person for reassurance yeah I I, tr- I try I'll say like <laughs> you look 48 percent fat so like I'll give them like an exact thing yeah that's amazing yeah it's, it's a good way of like if people are uh, moaning about something or like just telling you about a hard day they've had it's like maybe not ask the direct question but I saw somebody saying this the other day that ask them or maybe in your head ask do you want comfort or do you want advice yeah and that's like, so true it's like whether or not you can judge that and for most people when they're you just they want to hear just the, the uh, a positive you know you're all right yeah it's fine yeah. Or, yeah. or have you kind of go oh it sounds really shit yeah and like just wallow in it with them for a minute yeah like I tend to people people do you know this is a bad thing as well about me I always find out people's secrets because I don't say anything so like so if if we're in like a group I'm always silently watching yeah so people reveal things and they forget I'm there but I'm gonna take you're storing it away in here (laughs) it's it's taking to the grave but I do think um like people I'm not really very shockable because um most things I will have like either done or done work or done like a worse thing so like I guess if somebody tells you something I guess with the project that's quite important because if somebody's done something like like that's not particularly very good Mm. I can guarantee I've done it or like I've done done something much worse yeah yeah Yeah. seriously the people that have been part of the project so far like how have you come obviously you said some of them were people that you knew already yeah you also just met other people so most of them them I didn't like uh Matthew I knew I was like really close friends of at uni um and then like maybe two others Mm. um which one's Matthew is he the one that wears the awesome shirt no that's Alex that's Alex Alex. yeah okay yeah Matthew is the one that's like there's a picture of him like he's like in front of like two storage containers and he's like that oh yeah yeah 
um I was really good friends with him at uni but I liked at the beginning I decided I wasn't ever going to approach anyone for the project I would only let like people approach me because yeah. I feel like I don't want to ever coming out as autistic is still like quite a big deal especially for people in like professional worlds mm-hmm. um so I didn't want to like pressurize anybody into into doing that so I like will literally only shoot people that approach me unless they're like like Alex Manners he's quite a well-known public figure anyway um he was like on uh, I don't know if you watch the undateables he was on that um so yeah. like I kind of like knew him and approached him because he was like already like his whole career is about being autistic so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, that's um, cool what's his name Chris Packham who yes. I didn't know he was uh, autistic uh, until there was a documentary um, made about him. I don't know from a little autism and me or whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah, and that was really interesting to watch. But I, I'd like met him before as a child, like going to watch the Really Wild show. Yeah, and um, I think as a, perhaps as a child, you don't pick up on that you know something like that anyway that's why I get on with kids like I'll say (laughs) I'll be talking to someone and I'll be like oh yeah my friend and I'll be like who's your friend and my friend's like that I'm talking about is like six and and I think it sounds really weird I'll be like oh yeah like my friend Annabelle's like and I'll be like oh who's Annabelle and I'll be like oh this is and it's like a five-year-old and (laughs) but like I think it's because they just first of all they're like really direct like me so So yeah yeah that's fine and and also like I can just be like, can you stop talking about that? It's boring. Mm. And then I'll be like, okay. Which is exactly what they would say. Yeah, in yeah. A environment, right? So yeah. You've got so, interesting connection with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like get on with kids really well. It's interesting what you actually said about Chris Packer because he was like a, a big, um, I kind of like clinged on to him because I think he's mm. like really cool. And I was actually chatting to him and he said to me, um, life gets so much easier after school because uh you can live life how you want and and that to me is like like that articulates everything that changed in my life because in school you have to be with the people that you hate every day and so many just knobheads at school all the time just loser horrible people you're with teachers that are annoying you're in an environment that's annoying like those lights and the way that they like Oh, just horrible yeah but when you leave school you can literally live your life however you want and and I think so many people go through that where they like thrive after school because of yes. that yeah I, I think I think we all pick up like phrases like that that like kind of uh, I don't know hit us hard do you know what I mean or we resonate with I, I remember like I, I could I still say it now to this day I'll, I'll say it often enough and I remember hearing the, a phrase that was the people who care don't matter and the people that matter don't care. So which kind of, it sounds backwards when you first hear it, but really it means the people that yeah. care about you, don't they don't matter because they're always going to be there for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the people yeah. that do care about what you're doing or are always saying, oh, you should do this or you should do that or don't do this, don't do that. Don't worry about them, get rid of them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, I've always, and I, I remember hearing that when I was, you know, like 15, 16 years. I think I actually heard it in like a skateboard video or something like that. And it hit me and I was like, true do you know what I mean if someone is worrying about you too much bad like your parents and family or something but even yeah. so if they're telling you not to do something why do you know what I mean like you've it's got like fan behavior though that's what I was yeah. thinking about people I went to school with they're like they're like going on and on about um me all the time and 
well I think that they are I think I think I'm more important in their head than I actually am but they <laughs> but they're literally like I can I see them comment things and I literally just think that you like they're a fan they hate to admit but they're a fan they're always mm. on my things they're always talking about me that that's fan behavior so yeah. They I might love... not be supporting you, but yeah. they are kind of helping you. <laughs> so, life. yeah. I feel like, though, I have this, like, thing. I think I think I'm the most important person in everybody's life <laughs> yeah, that exists. Like, everybody is the centre of their own little world, I guess. Yeah. So, like, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's kind of natural. But yeah. yeah. Like, someone will say one mean thing to me, like, one slightly mean thing, and then I'll, like, be thinking that they're, like, in their lair at home, like, with, like, pictures of me, like, mm. daggers and stuff. Like, I think I'm, like, their most arch nemesis. Like, I'm so important to them, actually. Yeah. I'm not, I need to, like, calm we, down. We got our first dislike on a video the other day. Did we? Oh, yeah. The yeah couple weeks ago, wasn't it? I sent it to Jamie. I was like, Who's That's hateful. We're, we're going to how can we find how who, why, <laughs> who is this person who is so against us and i'm like whenever people dislike a video i do think why like unless it's if like, someone disliked it and left a comment saying hi guys i don't like this video because your microphone's crap or and then and then we can reply and say we haven't even got a microphone mate so jog yeah, off do you know what I mean? but like if, if they gave you feedback you can work on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we welcome that. We, we're always telling people. Yeah, I'm the same. Like, feedback's important, right? In every stage of life, yeah? Yeah, for sure. But when someone just like straight up hates on it for no reason, just like, okay, well, fuck yeah, you very much. anyway, isn't it? The dislike button it's not gonna yeah. be a good anymore. Because that would actually, that stopped me making YouTube, you know? Because mm. I, I literally thought, if someone, honestly, if someone gave me dislike, I would, I would literally be in my room like thinking, this by the world hates me everyone yeah. like I, I literally take things so like I don't know maybe it's because like I had a really bad school experience or whatever but I always just like think oh my god everyone hates me everyone's gonna kill me like, it needs to be monitored it, without getting too deep it needs to be monitored and yeah getting rid of dislikes or anything think, negative yeah, is a good I thing they're keeping the like button and they're getting you can still dislike something but it doesn't show up it just kind of affects what you maybe your suggested yeah. videos or something like that and i think yeah. that makes sense because instagram doesn't have a like and a like unlike or you know whatever the opposite a like and a hate button it's no, as like or nothing move along can you imagine if instagram had like a, a don't like <laughs> button that would be hideous. That would be like literally yeah. the most hideous thing I've ever heard of in my whole life. Yeah, that would yeah. be absolutely bizarre. I mean, it's already full of it, kind of, anyway. Um, I think with the the world that we live in, yeah, we're living in this digital digital age now, right? And it needs to be, and rightly so, it, it couldn't be monitored. It couldn't be monitored because people, you know, every day is new in the world of kind of social media right there's new things coming out all the time but now it's getting to a point where we know it's here to stay so we yeah. need to make sure that we're policing it in a right way but also keep the creative the you know the creativeness going with it because you don't yeah. want people to stop doing you don't want all these rules in place and stuff it's oh, no. just a mold you just gotta be sensible i've had to like filter mine like all my instagram i filtered all my like dms because i used to get like really horrible dms of people like all the time yeah wow. wankers. i just don't understand it yeah, and really rude ones, nasty men. So, really? yeah, like I used to get like pictures and stuff. It's disgusting. It made me just vile. Yeah, yeah. I just, I cannot understand the, like, it must be awful. Like, my wife tells me, she's like, it is horrible being a woman online. It literally is. It's like awful, especially in photography. It's like 
film photography especially is like there's so many men in in film photography and for some reason like some people take like just general politeness of like hey I like this picture thank you like that's nice of you to say as like and I'm betrothed to them like (laughs) they literally think that like that's like um we're like she fancies me yeah 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 and then they'll just like the next day like send me this like the most revolting picture ever and I'll be like block and then they make new accounts and I block so yeah um I I was actually so where I work in my day job there's a girl that I work with and she's on like dating apps and stuff yeah and she said she like she was like oh my god out of nowhere today and i was like oh, what's the match like, i just got a message from a guy who sent me a message that, and it said words to this effect hi how are you i know this i know my photos don't give too much away about me because they were all like photo, like they weren't clear photos of him like blurred or immediately no yeah that would be a no straight away me. But then the message straight was away. like the message was like yeah, sorry about the photos. You're going to sound weird, but the only reason I haven't got any good photos is because my wife might see my account. Mm. And I'm like, hang on, what, what, what? <laughs> like, what's going on here? Isn't you're, there a site? There's like a specific site people should like. Isn't that that, that Ashley Madison site? Yeah, it's for that people got like that. yeah taken down. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. crazy, isn't it? But there's probably people out there who throw out that kind of message and, and enough, and eventually there's someone on the receiving end who's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm interested. I'm, I'm guessing because why do it if it doesn't eventually work but it's got to be mm. it also know. seems like incredibly like um dumb thing to do like yeah you're definitely gonna get caught i don't know why you do that yeah it's, yeah uh, exactly <laughs> you're asking you're asking to get caught without, without a doubt putting it out there publicly yeah. um anyway i want i want to ask you a little bit about cameras <laughs> so, <laughs> let, let's let's change the that's, subject that's now. quite um, radical Quite a radical change from from portrait photography to uh, yeah creepy men online. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk about cameras. So you've already said you use the Asi six seven. Yeah, I know you shoot digital photography as well. But one of the questions we actually got on Instagram was, "Oh my god, I'm so excited about this." Oh, it's a good one. <laughs> Have you ever thought about using large format photography? Yes. So is that that's... in the that in the pipeline? Or? Yeah. If if my it's not that I've not thought about it it's that I've never successfully achieved it so like um where I learn photography um it's a place called Hopewell Studios um and they've got like a big dark room and like I full disclosure just gonna say I do like do a lot of their social media stuff so I'm just I'm not getting paid for it I just use their stuff in return for doing their social media anyway um yeah Ed that's like the man the guy that owns it he's like because he's like someone that's like a really old school photographer but like not into social media that's how I got like did that um but he's got loads and loads of large format cameras and he's so good at like large format portraiture um so I've been like trying to sort of learn that with him when I've got time, like, um, cause it takes quite a long time to do and I need some time to like really practice, but I've just never like successfully done it. Like my, my focus is always slightly out cause you've got like a little like knob that you have to like go like that and, and you're like underneath the thing and it's like upside down and, and the, the, the focus pane is like so different. It can be like slightly out. So when, um, and now that it's another thing that had like stopped me from doing it is cost. Um, but now the Analog Wonderland <laughs> are sponsoring yeah, 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 the project. Yeah. yeah. And Paul um, 
is kind of Hi Paul, I know you're listening because you're awesome. Yeah. Um now that Analog Wonderland is sponsoring it, then that's like a thing that's like propelled me towards large format. Not not just Paul, everyone at Analog Wonderland. Yeah. And shout out to Emma because I'm actually like Emma Mm. is the whole reason I got to speak at the NEC, you know. And Sophie from the NEC. So um when I'm rich, I'm gonna buy Emma the best present that she's ever had in her whole life, maybe like um a Range Rover and I'm gonna buy Sophie um from the NEC that did my that invite me to speak that I'm gonna buy her a Range Rover as well no, yeah well matching one so you can drop or maybe you treat yourself to one as well so you can drive around as a, I'm, a I'm just gonna drive around in Morris Minor all right cool <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So if you got one your dad's got one. I got two now because because right. wow. I went yes I went yesterday bought number one <laughs> <laughs> what because it was Monday or um because my dad got one and then um I decided that it was less stressful to drive um and it also kind of like went with the camera aesthetic so um we went and um bought another one like um it actually arrived this morning so my my friend had a Morris Minor for his first car right he just fell in love with it or I can't remember if it was a Morris Minor but it was something very similar yeah but it didn't have seat seat belts it didn't have windscreen mirrors yeah it doesn't um, but it's totally legal because yeah you don't need an like MOT that. you don't need an MOT you don't need tax you could you don't even need seats in it if you don't want you could just sit on the floor of the car and drive it around <laughs> honestly <laughs> yeah they're playing does it have so, indicators because yeah. they have ones of those flaps you know uh the, yeah, blue, the, flap, the one the that came out. today doesn't I need to hook up the electrics on it but yeah. yeah so can you actually if it doesn't you can put your hand out the window if you want yeah <laughs> So how, so when it comes to Analog Wonderland, then how did how did that come around? How did you get in with their awesome crew? Um, basically because I charmed them. <laughs> <laughs> Joking, like so. Emma, uh, Emma contacted me about you know like She Hearts film. Yeah, yeah. How um, great is Emma, by the way? She's literally the, yeah, the no, soundest person. She's really cool, and like I said, she basically is the founder of my career. <laughs> so um she is the ceo of alex heron um <laughs> so yeah she contacted me about she hearts film and then i did a um article with her and then from that sophie from nec um contacted me about uh speaking there and then when i was at the nec um i was chatting to paul and then paul came and saw my speech and then paul was like Mm, I might be able to help you out and I was like that would be good and then now it, he kept his word and he did yeah that's awesome. he's good like that yeah he's yeah. good like that he, yeah. I mean I'm sure you know but he, he helped us out massively like yeah he still does he still does he supports us like they all do you know Analog Wonderland are great they're doing real good things for the community like the photography community mm. as well as kind of going above and beyond with what they're working on do you know what I mean they never cease to amaze yeah because they're all about accessibility and inclusivity and that's what i'm all about like in everything and the whole project's about is like make providing a an accessible space and an accessible world and i feel like that's what analog wonderland are like they're not they don't value you more or less because you're famous or not famous or followers or not followers like everyone is just as as important as everyone else and i think that's like important to make people feel like that they're valued no matter like how many followers or whatever they've got but it's quite funny you say that because well obviously so front 
before fun started, it was obviously just an idea, right, that me and Luke had. And Analog Wonderlands, we were great for them. You know, we were lucky enough, should we say, to to win their the community fund, right? And that yeah. that kind of that kickstarted front as we I know it's really annoying saying this because we haven't yet launched the website but it is coming but you know it helped kickstart us to be able to start building the website and you know pay for some things which is which is awesome so yeah analog sorry yeah analog Wonderland have helped us do that but like they've helped you right yeah but you've only been how how long have you kind of been on because we followed you pretty much since we started front yeah which must have been around the same sort of time as you kind of started, I think. Yeah, I'm, I've been about a year. Yeah, yeah so we're, we're probably approaching a year now on Instagram. Well, no, I think we're about eight months. But I don't know. We, you... My project's not been a year. My project's been... Because I like uh, I kind of were fiddling around with the cameras after my grandma, like this yeah, yeah, yeah. dead grandma's granddad's cameras, not their live one. And he, and like playing around with them. And then my project's been... Eight, eight months eight yeah. eight months nine months I don't yeah, know I remember like share it I think the first post that you did we shared it to our account I yeah I was actually so happy about that by the way cool <laughs> <laughs> we had we had like 15 followers at the time yeah, yeah. that's good though but, yeah that's we, what I'm saying it's it shows <laughs> yeah. it brings out all these positive things like out of the woodwork and you know like analog wonderland like yourself and certainly what we're striving to be is is a is a place that will help expand the community do you know what I mean yeah, and it's such a good community to be part of yeah 100 i always find as well like um social media has like skewed our our view of like numbers because if you actually think of i don't know i don't have many followers in like the scheme of social media i've like two, scheme, like yeah. two thousand. Mm. so you think like that's not very many but if you actually think of like two thousand people in a room that's like oh, insane yeah. amount of people yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. i always yeah. think like actually when like you saying, you only had fifteen followers at the time, but that's actually like fifteen actual real people. Like yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. quite a lot. Like pe- people that. Well, they were. You. I think I think fourteen of them were just uh, bots from somewhere. <laughs> but I don't know. I like. <laughs> I, I don't know, discriminate exactly against bots. Yeah, bots. Yeah. Bots. You know. It's a really good way of looking at it, actually, because I was like, I, I, I don't know what's going on, but when I posted on Instagram a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I get like. 250 300 likes on an that's interview. actually so many though and that's loads now 50 60 I yeah me I've, too i've done something to annoy instagram i'm getting less it likes yeah. shadow bands and stuff yeah. but do you know what i i like i actually that funny you mentioned that because i actually got really upset about that a while ago because i used to get like i'm not i don't know like 300 likes or something mm. and then and I, I was i remember i don't know if you remember i had like a really public meltdown on instagram again this is me thinking i'm like the most important person in everyone's life because I assume that everybody's world centers around me but anyway I I had this like meltdown because I posted this picture of myself and it got like 700 likes and then I posted like this picture of this boy that had really opened up and shared his like story and then I, I, I shared one of Ray whose like dad was killed on duty as a police officer and then she she married her wife and now she's autistic and now she's a foster carer and she's going through IVF and it got like and I was like, ha- it got like I don't know, like hundred likes. Or how dare you? How yeah. dare? Yeah. And I literally people, did that. It? It's the, it's the, the yeah. And I was literally just like algorithm. so mad. I was like, how can this app? I hate this app. It's like so vapid. It's so 
like shallow, like this, like meaningless picture. The picture of me was like blurry. It wasn't even a good picture. It was like the worst picture ever. And I'm like, how? Like I hate this app. I remember doing it because I don't know. And then I just ended up saying like, I'm just gonna post what I post and I'm like whatever. I don't care. People like genuine stuff. People care about genuine stuff. So like, mm-hmm. you, isn't there that that saying? You only need a thousand, a thousand true fans to make mm-hmm. a career, mm-hmm. and and then that's it. Like you can you can have a really successful career with 1000 true fans and that's true yeah. i can tell you who said that because we know who that was sean tucker i don't know if he got it from somewhere but didn't he didn't he do a whole video about it there was a thing where it was like it was about buying instagram followers wasn't it so oh, it that like, that's like, that that can actually like ru- ruin your instagram doing that yeah yeah, yeah. Of course so can, you yes. you can <laughs> You can have like a hundred thousand people, and you'll get six likes per. You can post. really al- always tell when someone does that as well, because yeah. they should have ten percent of their overall following likes on a post. Yeah. So if they don't, then. Well, is there anything that you got... you're working on? Are you going to continue working on this awesome project you've got at the moment, or is there anything in the pipeline in the new year? I think, um, in general, it's quite hard because I feel like my like I said like my project's less about less about the photography I just like happen to be a photographer um so I think the project even if people get sick of it um it's a long-term thing I've got big plans for where that's going I kind of want this project I want to do this at least I don't know a long time get a lot of people and make it more into a movement I want to make it into a book um and I'm doing like a lot more public speaking and stuff on it now. Uh, um, I'm doing some like training things as well. And I can't even tell you, but there might be something very exciting that might be happening that everyone's going to be flabbergasted at, but I can't tell you, sorry. <laughs> How soon? Oh, that? Cool. How long will we have to wait for that one? Next week. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. And I'm also making a documentary in January. Uh, P.S. If anyone wants to help with that, let me know. Nice. <laughs> Maybe we that's awesome. Oh, that's really. awesome. But it's been it's been awesome talking to you, and you. there'll be no. Uh, I'm sure we'll catch up again. Yeah, that'll be got so some good. Else yeah. I love yeah. chatting. You know, are you from Are you from Derbyshire? No, Nottingham. You're from Nottingham. Are you from Nottingham? No. You're not. No. You literally sound like you're from Nottingham. The way that you speak. What both of us? No, just you. Just me. <laughs> Yeah, both from the same place. Maybe you just. I don't. I, I don't mind Nottingham. I, I can get down with Nottingham. Like not the way you say. You don't say like Nottingham. You say like Nottingham, and that's what Nottingham. Nottingham. Say. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's like a Nottingham, Nottingham in my car. Well. Nottingham in my car. Yeah. Well, there you go. So anyway, it's been great to speak to you. Is it? <laughs> but yeah. No, Northampton. Yeah, Northampton. We're only down the road. Take yeah. it easy, boys. That's that's Nottingham. Is Shout it? out to Take It Easy Lab. Yeah, as well. They're in Leeds. Yeah, they're in Leeds. Yeah. We still love you, Tate. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Free shout out. This is staying in anyway.